Welcome to The Scene Podcast, a series of little plays brought to you by Get Over It Productions. Our fifth episode of season two is Four Glasses by Marshall Veniar. Four friends meet regularly to share their witticisms and woes on the difficulties of getting pregnant. As you might expect, this episode contains references to sex and the odd swear word. It may not be suitable for younger listeners. There is also some discussion about gender identity, which some listeners may find triggering. This is Four Glasses by Marshall Venier. You know, even if it works, there is no guarantee that that's your baby inside of you. Oh, please, think about it. For most people, you decide who you want to sleep with and you let them... Uh, come yeah inside of you and then you get pregnant and you can be sure that a that you are the mother and b who is the man responsible with perhaps a small margin of confusion sure well our way sperm's frozen in one place at one time an egg is extracted from you on an entirely different day on an entirely different ward and then both the egg and the sperm have to be labelled correctly. By some adolescent tampon half-term, for all we know. Right? And then any embryos that emerge from those potentially correctly labelled bits then have to be labelled themselves. And then you have to count on this stuff being transported from an NHS hospital to a a private clinic without it getting mixed up with someone else's. That's a lot of room for error, actually, isn't it, when you compare it to a shag? Christ, she's right. I mean, I fuck something up at work at least... Once a week? Right, it happens. I've read articles. When it failed, did they give you the spiel about how the first time is diagnostic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no mention of that beforehand, was there? Among all the smiles and the photos and chats about how great our chances were. And the business card for your doctor's private clinic? Did you get one of those? Oh, yeah. Literally, she was offering me her condolences. She was salivating as she handed it to me. Mm. My guy told me that I was young when I started the IVF process, but now, after the waiting list... Sales technique. Inject a little urgency into the deal. Don't think too long about parting with your cash. Our NHS specialist was uh, uh, Russian. You know, a a thick, thick accent. I can barely understand the word he says throughout the whole process. But then, as soon as he started talking about his private clinic, you know, he turns into Benedict fucking Cumberbatch. (laughs) Imagine being entirely faithful to your husband and ending up with another man's baby. Imagine growing inside of you a baby that is your husband's, but with some other woman. Or neither of yours at all. Or imagine it all failing again and again and coming to terms with life without children, but they're never being entirely confident that some other couple in London aren't inadvertently raising you and your partner's child. Fucking Fucking hell. Anyone heard from Becca since? Nah. One of us will get the godmother invitation soon. Standard. Apologies I got knocked up when you can't. That would be my third, two baptisms, one circumcision, three baby grow bouquets, three sentimental handwritten cards on how delighted I am to be a surrogate part of somebody else's fully formed fucking family. Four for me. When I sign into Amazon now, it suggests, uh, oh, would you be interested in purchasing breast pumps and Moses baskets? (laughs) 
I've had to start adding like poisonous chemicals to my basket to throw it off the scent. <laughs> What's Becca having, a boy or a girl? I don't know, but you can't ask that anymore. Oh, that's right, isn't it? What, what do you mean you can't ask? You've got to be hypersensitive when it comes to gender stereotypes at the moment. I mean hypersensitive. Gender fluidity. You can't define people as being a boy or a girl. The other day on the radio they were talking about people who menstruate. Eh? So, so what do you say? I think the politically correct thing to ask is what sex chromosomes a person has. Oh, piss off. That's what someone told me last week. I mean, it might have changed. Oh, all right. So what sex chromosomes does Becca's baby have? She just sent me a photo of the scan with no message. It genuinely is the second after those two pink lines pop up on that piss stick that lose any sense of empathy, isn't it? And they'd staple that plate-sized baby on board badge to themselves months before it's necessary, like it's some purple fucking heart. I mean, they know they don't need that seat, but they're entitled to it, so they'll smugly stare you out. I mean, I've stopped moving. There's not a chance her embryo weighs more than the six Nutella crumpets I ate last night. <laughs> I had uh, dinner with Vicky and Claire last week, and Vicky, uh, you know, polycystic Vicky, said out loud to my face that now she's pregnant, she realises that bearing a child is the most important and naturally satisfying thing that a woman can do. To my face. Oh, oh no, haven't you heard, Kath? It's fine to say things like that as long as you caveat it with you'll see oh, yeah. and a sympathetic clutch of the arm because the confidence that they have that things will eventually go right for you makes it fine for them to flaunt their own putrid happiness this is the problem sometimes i think to myself why do i even want a baby i can't stand them but then i remind myself it's not actually the babies i hate it's their pr team a bunch of clucking self-absorbed twats who act like they've been handpicked by some higher power and eternally sorry for you (laughs) and those baby on board car stickers what are they for seriously like i've never known is it to make you feel guiltier if you have an accident or they're for people like me to know who to avoid giving way to calf i was at a hen do last week cocktail making course Ten guests, six of them were inflated. I drank their share of cocktails. Then we go on to a restaurant for dinner and I have a little chat with myself in the toilet mirror. You know, agree to be sociable. So I sit down and look at the menu and decide to have the soup. And I turn to the girl next to me and I ask, what are you having? And she caresses her belly with both hands in that way they do and says, oh, we don't know. Just as long as it's healthy. I told her to fuck off. Left in tears. The wedding's in August. (sighs) Have you noticed those soft bits in their heads where the skull hasn't fused yet? Whenever somebody passes me theirs now, I can't take my eyes off it. Sometimes it pulses. I won't look twice at the face, the eyes, but I'll stare for minutes at that soft bit of the head. A human brain. And nothing thicker than the skin of some fruit protecting it. It makes my knees buckle that something that alive and new could be that fragile. It's the robbing detonation button right at the top of its head. Hmm? Uh, I've not. Uh, 
How's Joe doing? You know when people talk about how it's not a fear of heights that people have, it's actually a fear that something within them will mean that they'll just kind of jump. Or when you see a big red button that says, Danger, do not press. And you suddenly have this overwhelming desire to just... God, let's get a drink. I know it's early, but God, I need a gin. Um, two G&Ts, please. Oh, no, no, not for me. Thanks. <laughs> she will. Two G&Ts. Uh, no, um, I'll have a cup of tea, please. Have a drink, Cathy. <laughs> have a fucking drink with me, Kath. Look, Sam, I... <sighs> That's why you suggested brunch, isn't it? This psychotic wino wanted a drink anyway. Congratulations. Sweetheart, I'm so sorry. Don't apologise. I'm not some... (laughs) I can't see you. I don't think I can sit here and have a meal with you right now. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Look, I I understand. You shouldn't have let me say that stuff about the red button. You real bitch for letting me say that stuff. Psychopath me. This was inevitable, wasn't it, I suppose? That one of us would have to sit here and act consoling while the other one has a fucking breakdown. And it's me, and that's fine, but you... You don't know what... We, we don't have to do this now. All right, let's, let's give it a few days. Try it again next week. I, I'm still here. No, no, I'll call you when I'm ready. Oh, Sam, please don't hate me. Look, I haven't done this to... I don't hate you. I hate... Look, I'm only seven weeks. There's still a good chance that this will all go wrong anyway. Oh, fuck you, Cathy. I'm I'm sorry. Just... Don't make me into some person who sits alone at home wishing miscarriages on people. I can't do this right now. I still know how you feel. I do. Send my love to Alison Becker, won't you? Look, you'll be right behind me. I I can feel it. You'll see. Four Glasses by Marshall Veniard starred Emma Stannard as Kathy, Kate Cooper as Becca, Valencia Spearpoint as Alice and Sassy Clyde as Sam. Sound production was by Jano Media. Our season jingle was written by our dear friend Emma McGrath. Emma's latest EP, Settled in Motion, is out now, and you can listen to it via her website, emmamcgrath.co.uk. So you come over, cheer me up, won't you? Tell me you love me, drop by the scene. Once in a while, once in a while. Thanks for listening to The Scene Podcast.